Hey guys, you're listening to Raising Finance Talks with Sam and Al. We're on an absolute mission to help developers raise their first million from investors so they can go on and do deals with six-figure profits. So if you're not moving forward with your property business through a lack of cash, then this podcast is for you. We're going to deep dive into all aspects of raising private finance. So thanks for listening and let's dive in. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode and this week we're going to be talking all about the investor pipeline. Yeah baby. Bada bada bing. So what is it, why it's important and how it can help you raise loads of money. So we all know about deal pipelines, obviously we're always working on them but just as important is working on your funding pipeline because without funding... You ain't doing shit. You ain't doing any deals without funding. Well, unless, unless you've got a million quid in the bank for yourself. And unless you get mega desperate and lucky and start <laughs> rugby tackling people on the streets. For coin. But no, it is key. Like having that pipeline sort of pumping is massive when it comes to sort of just being organized, being structured, you know, knowing what's going to be happening in terms of okay, I know I've got X amount of people in the pipeline and should something come my way, I know I've taken them and this is the whole idea with the investor journey. I know I'm in the this area of the investor journey with them. So therefore, I can actually, you know, call upon those people, let them know something's coming in and likelihood is because they're that far down my pipeline or my investor journey, I'm kind of, I, I know one of them is going to bite the, the bullet with me yes it's so key to have like a a bird's eye view on everything you're doing with different investors because everyone's going to be at different stages um you might be early stages talking to someone you might have you know a, a couple of meetings to be booked in with people follow-up calls quite a few things going on when you're going to you know target multiple investors which you know we believe is just a really really vital thing to do so you've got multiple people on board with different preferences and different kind of setups they like um yeah, different wants and needs essentially yeah and i i think it's you know the idea of going to someone in the early stages of the pipeline early stages of your investor journey with them and sort of trying to then push them through to a deal because you've just had something come through and all you know you've only got a couple of people you're talking to or most of the people you've been speaking to are right at the beginning of the journey with you that's when things start to really go wrong you start to burn relationships you start to get desperate you start to ask for money start to do all the things that we really really focus on not doing and you don't get to share your journey. You don't get to share what you're doing. You don't, don't get to build that connection and relationship with them. And, you know, that that's really why understanding and being, you know, really deliberate when it comes to the investor journey and, and seeing it from a bird's eye view is absolutely vital uh, and yeah. really, really key to, you know, you being able to raise money when you need it. Um, yeah. And also being clear on your outcomes at each stage. Um when you have that kind of overview, like like you said, like the bird's eye view, you can be clear where someone's at in the investor journey and what the outcomes are for that stage. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that in a bit more depth, but I think it's worth mentioning. It's really vital to just know what the outcomes are for yeah. each stage. 
Yeah, and I think it'd be important to um, get stuck into that in a minute. We'll have a look at that in further detail. Yeah, definitely, because it's it's a, a huge eye-opener when you get to see that bird's-eye view of, of an investor journey. So uh, the other thing that's really key about it as well, before we dive into it, is it, you're taking people through the proper process in line with regulations, FCA, all that good stuff, because you're not going to people and enticing them with a percentage because you've already got them through that relationship. You've already taken them through that journey. You wouldn't know enough about them. Mm. You have a load of detail on them. You've done the necessary steps to know that that person is a qualified person to be investing with you. Yeah. And I think that is really key. And that's why we set up what we've set up is, is to try and stay in line with that as much as we can, because, you know, offering a percentage out on Facebook, it is, it is not, the way to go it is enticing people into an investment because they just don't even know what they're getting into effectively and again we've done the episode around the ponzi stuff and this is how people get accidentally into situations they do not even know they're in and it can destroy not only deals and projects but relationships and lives as well so really really key to sort of emphasize that's part of why we're so big on understanding the investor journey and, and and at each stage what you're doing and why it's yeah. really really important it is yeah we've um yeah one of my friends um he's just left the job now but he was um really high up in the fca um and obviously we've done a load of work with him and made sure that when we work with people um we are taking them through our process which means they'll always be in line with what the FCA say you should be doing when you're talking to uh, potential investors. Yeah, yeah, no, it's massive. And look, you know, you, you get to know us, I'm sure, through the podcasts and, you know, social media and stuff like that. You know, we're not typically, you know, suited and booted and FCA uh, sort of, yes, let's go. But like, it is important and it is absolutely vital because you're playing with people you know their livelihood because that's what they're investing with in some cases yeah so um yeah let's let's take a look at the journey then should we let's have a little look at like how this journey looks obviously you guys can't see it but we're going to talk you through it and talk you through the stages of it you know there's the overview of it is you know you're starting around you know, gaining the awareness, getting the attention around what you do. And then you're sort of, you're gaining interest based on very sort of informal chat around what you do. Um, and people will start to put their hands up if you if you can communicate it correctly. You Once you gain that interest, you're moving down the line and you're starting to move towards agreement. Now, this is where you need to start knowing and understanding them on a deep level. And, you know, that that's really, really key. Uh, and, and from there, you move into delivering the project and then obviously retaining them and, and repeating the process as we go. So, I mean, let's dive into the beginning bit. We're, we're at awareness, we're at attention. Sort of what, what are we doing in this phase, mate? For me, that's all about going out and speaking to as many people as possible about what you do. Yeah. You know, dropping it into conversations with people, whether you're having catch-ups, whether it's someone you just meet for the first time, just dropping little hints in about what you do, um, you know, what, what you're up to today and why you're doing it and, you know, a little bit more about, you know, what you do in property, really. Yeah. So just creating that awareness and, you know, 
bringing attention, bringing it to people's attention that you you are in property and, and that's what you do. Yeah. And more often than not, those that are curious, those that might be in a position to potentially pursue some sort of investing or just have an interest in property generally and know you and like you and trust you, generally those are the types of people will then start to sort of ask that question of, you know, they'll, they'll identify themselves as someone that is interested in what you're talking about and, and they'll want to know more. So once you've got someone's interest, then it's really about having meetups with them, um, whether that's a couple of texts, could be voice notes, and then maybe it's a phone call to discuss further. And then if it's something that, you know, you've gone into a little bit more detail about, um, more, a few more kind of specifics about potential projects and money required, that kind of thing. Um, maybe you've had a couple of meetings after that face-to-face and you're heading towards agreement then um, if if both of you align and you're looking to achieve similar things. Um, and obviously once that's all you know signed off, if you get to the point where you get the agreements all signed, um, then it's time to go shopping out for your project and, and deliver that project um, and then obviously once you've completed a project, then if you've, you know, you've been working with that investor, so you obviously want to retain them. Um, and then obviously what's happened with me is then you can get referrals as well. So you know, one of my investors has got several other friends that are in a similar financial position to him. Um, and they're all seven figure investors and you know, they come along yeah. to the project. They've had a look. Um, and they're like, Oh, Sam, yeah, just, uh, Stay in touch, stay in touch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we know it's always you, nice. We know you've done this one together, but yeah, we'd be interested in doing something with you as well. Um, and my investor for that project is also happy to d- be involved in projects with his friends as well. So yeah, yeah, spreading the word once you uh, once you do a good job with someone. Yeah, but that, that, I mean, that is a vital part of it. You know, if you think about the effort taken to go out and find investors or just getting into conversations with them we do have a great way of doing this um you know and it's a great time to just mention you know we have a free pdf that goes through all of this stuff around the the beginning part that we talked about which is just attracting investors how to do it we've even got some text message templates that you can use um, for yourself that you know, they're not asking for money. They're not sort of getting you into that sticky situation. They're just positioning what you're doing, letting people know and and, and trying to gain interest effectively and so that you can have those conversations with people. Yeah. And they're the same templates for text that I use to send text to my investors that have raised me 10 million. Yeah. No. So they are 10 million texts, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, but no, I wanted to go back to the middle bit, mate, actually, because you talked about, well, yeah, kind of that journey between like getting interest and getting towards the agreement side of things. This is, there's a point, isn't there, in that part of the process, in that part of the journey where the tables turn a little bit. It goes from you sort of positioning what you're doing as a developer so that you're gaining that interest. And then it turns a little bit to you kind of wanting and needing to understand more about them so that, you know, you're A, complying with the rules of FCA, but but B, you're able to just understand what they want, like to see if you're aligned, to see if, you know, you can provide to them what they need to understand all of these things that a lot of people do struggle to get into conversations with when it comes to having those chats with investors. 
like asking powerful questions around, you know, what does a good investment look like to you? What kind of investments have you done in the past? What is a bad investment to you? Yeah. What kind of timeframes are you looking to invest on? All of these things are vital questions for you to understand as a developer, whether that person is A, qualified to even be investing in, in any projects you're doing and B, whether you can deliver for them. And that's a lot of stuff that people yeah. don't ask. And if you want to deliver for them. Yeah, know, when you, exactly. When you start to get into those kind of conversations, then you'll really find out a little bit more about them. And then, you know, maybe you I might have, think, oh, actually, mm, maybe I don't want to be involved with this person in a the project. There's, they've displayed a couple of things there that I'm, you know, don't quite like. Yeah. Um, I actually had that with someone did, who, remember. who, who, who did offer to invest, um, quite a large amount of money, um, into the seven figures. Um, and we met up in a restaurant. Um, and as they came in, they, we'd already discussed things on text and a phone call. Um, but as they came in, they were a bit late. Um, and I think there was, yeah, there was a problem with one of the waiters that, well, this, this person had a problem with one of the waiters and something they did. Um, and they got a bit shirty with them for no particular reason. Um, and I just thought, hmm, that, I don't like that. It doesn't at all, fly mate. with me. It doesn't fly with me whatsoever, mate. Yeah. yeah. But then I that goes down to your values. Arsehole, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, isn't it? Like you could, the, the arsehole alert comes off and yeah. you just think, well, if they're treating a waiter like that, what are they going to treat me like when technically they're investing? And this goes back to the previous episode where we were chatting. I, I think it was a previous one. We, we were chatting about your values. Are you aligned with someone? Yeah. And then also that feeling of, the, the investor being on a pedestal, you know, two pe people do business with people. And in that scenario, that that's highlighting to you that maybe that guy or, or lady feels like they're on a pedestal and that's how they're going to treat you. Mm. And, and that's a trigger, isn't it? And, and it's a great way to, to learn and understand, okay, I, I really don't want to deliver for this person. Yeah, exactly. And when you are going out and talking to multiple people and you are creating a pipeline, not just looking for one person to invest and then that's it if you are speaking to multiple different people then you've got a lot more chances to raise finance from different people and you could it's a lot easier to say no to people as well rather than ah oh, they've got a million quid i really want to do some work with them because they're the first person and only person that i'm talking to and it's you know ah oh, i need to do it i've got the money let's go and find the deal um well that's just a recipe for disaster if they've displayed maybe a few red flags um, personality traits that you don't like um, then you go and work with them just because they've got the money that's going to leave you in a potentially pretty dangerous position yeah. when it comes to actually executing on the project so if you are doing work around creating a pipeline of multiple investors then you aren't going to be in that position and it is very as it was for me very easy to say no yeah and I, I remember that and I, I remember you know, the, the position that you, you become in is different, isn't it? Like you, the desperation and, and the, the need and the, the way in which you communicate when you're in that state is, is so different to the way in which you communicate when you know you've got a pipeline full of investors or you, you know, you know, there's a few people you're talking to at the front end, you know, there's a few people now that are interested and you've got meetings lined up, you know, yeah. that you've got a couple who have agreed, look, I, I know you, you know me, 
we're qualified, we can work together, I can deliver for you. And they're they're in the agreement phase. Like it's a totally different ball game. Yeah. Um, it's a totally different ball game, and exactly. I think that's really really key. Yeah. Um, but it does ruin the rest of it, doesn't it? If someone's not the right person, the delivery comes becomes difficult. And also, you're a not going to retain that that investor. So you spend a whole load of time on a project that might go bad because of the situation between the two of you. So you won't retain them. They're not going to give you any referrals. And at the end of the day, you, you you're not going to repeat the process. So you then have to go back out and find another person. Mm. Um, so it's really, really vital. Um, so in terms of what this all does for people is it, it allows you to track, doesn't it? It allows yeah. you to have a bit more structure around raising finance because you are able to track things. I mean, we do it on a Trello board where, you know, you, you just, you can easily see where, where you are in a relationship with everyone. And it's, it's really easy to see because, yeah. You, you just know what what it looks like from a bird's eye view because it is such a massive part of your business, this raising finance when it comes to property. Yeah, it's a really specific structure and strategy around how to do things. And it just, it lays it all out. So you can, tra- as you say, like track it really easily. Yeah. Um, and when you have got different things going on um, and you're speaking to different people as well as maybe looking at deals and all the rest of it, maybe you've got you know, just general life as well. You can have a lot of things going on. It's easy to lose track of these things. So if you know about each stage that you're on with different people, then it's a lot easier to track and, and manage properly and efficiently. Yeah, definitely. And and that, you know, can just stop some of those sleepless nights sometimes because you're, you know, you wake up in the night and you're like, oh, right, I got this meeting with someone and I don't really know where I'm at and can't prepare very well. And like, what, what's happening? And, and you just stop all of that happening. It's just structure organization it's strategic and it's planned so Mm. it's really really vital yeah and that's what happens when you when you're treating it more like a business rather than just something that needs to be done on the side as well as me finding a deal then you can get more organized plan everything out structure it and that's going to get your pipeline rocking and rolling yeah on your way to investment no definitely and it's it's just something we urge people to start thinking about you know, this is, while it isn't the only part of your business, it is a department within your property business effectively. Yeah. So if you think about raising finance like a department in your business, how do you want it to run? How do you want it to look? And and really start to think about that in, yeah. in, in, in what, your what business. What are your outcomes? What are your goals? And then work backwards from there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, I think that's it for this episode. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Please like subscribe we're not on instagram so i don't know why i just said that but you can um, subscribe to the channel and like i said if there's any questions you've got hit us up on instagram facebook we we're happy to either turn them into podcasts or answer the questions over social media and um, help you out thanks guys we'll see you next time see ya if you want to attract investors without asking for money check out raisingfinanceclub.com for our free resources And you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Raising Finance Club.